This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 44. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about what it means to dream and create our life by design. As we discussed in the last episode, there's been a lot of pivot points and curveballs over the last couple of years. And we spent a little time last week talking about how do we create our vision for 2022. We spent time reflecting on 2021 and what were some of our wins and our opportunities for growth. And then we asked questions to start thinking about what is it that we want to create for 2022? What are some of the stories versus facts that have been keeping us stuck? And what are some mindset shifts that can be helpful in getting us unstuck, stop our procrastination cycle, overcome the overwhelm, and really just get to the next step? Whatever that might be for each of us, we talked about what it means to give ourselves grace and compassion through creating the changes that we want to see. I hope you've had a chance to explore some of the thought-provoking questions and reflections that I shared with you in the last episode and apply it to your life. Because really, the only way to see changes is to take action. Now, today, we are going to explore more on what it means to create a life by design and what are some of the elements that are key in that process. Now, when I started exploring how to design and create the changes that I wanted to see in my life a few years ago, there were so many resources out there. I kept exploring, I kept researching, and I read books and blog articles and listened to podcasts. I explored how these ideas by different thinkers connected together. And so what I'm sharing with you today is really just my synthesis of the elements that I have found helpful and that I've shared with others and seen results in so many lives, looking at what are the things to consider when you want to design your life and live it consciously, intentionally, and authentically. So step number one is really building clarity on what are your values and vision. And when we live in alignment with our values and vision, then we are making a commitment to be who we are unapologetically, authentically, 
and joyfully. There's so many people that have shared with me that they struggle being themselves. First of all, they don't even know really what they want and how to achieve it. But beyond that, even when they recognize what they want, they are uncertain how to really voice that. How do they ask the universe, their loved ones, or even themselves what they want in life? Sometimes there are thoughts. That's not something that's valuable or that's not something that's productive. There are things that we might be culturally or based on the societal values we think is what we should do. But the question is, is that really what you want to do? This is the place that I really spend the most time just asking questions and building clarity on what is it that I want? If there were no restrictions, if there were no boundaries, if I could dream big and live big, if I could do anything in my life, what would that be? And understand that the answer to that question when we are 10 or 20 would be different than when we are 30 and 40. So just as life is ever evolving, understand that we are also, as humans experiencing life, ever evolving. This is something that I check in with every year as I reflect on the year and consider what is it that I want to create for the next year. And then I also do have some longer term values and vision that are my foundational values and vision that I know is, is what I base all of my decisions on. It's the foundation of my life. It is how I want to live and experience life. But the way we explore that value may be different depending on our experience or growth and how we want to explore it that year. So for instance, let's take the core value of love. We can experience love in so many different ways. We can experience love by loving ourselves and choosing to fill our life with things that show our love to ourselves. So talking kindly to ourselves, nourishing our body with healthy food, doing activities that nurture ourselves and really surrounds ourselves with that feeling of being loved. We can do that for ourselves. We might experience love reconnecting with our parents or connecting with our child. How do we experience love that way? Perhaps we explore love in a romantic sense. What would that look like? Maybe it's love for a pet or your home or nature. There's so many ways to experience a single core value. And so understand that we can have our foundational core values. And every year we get to choose this year, how am I going to experience this core value? What have I been wanting or dreaming of? And how do I implement that? Now we're going to talk a little bit later on implementation, but step one is again, having clarity on what are our foundational values and vision and living in alignment with this by exploring how we experience that for that period of time in our life. If this is something that you've never done before, that's totally fine. Some of the things that I'm going to be sharing today, I didn't start until I was in my 40s. And I fully anticipate that there are going to be things that I'm going to learn for the first time in my 50s and 60s, God willing. So it's okay to let go of our preconceived notions 
emotions, what we can do at what age and timelines and maybe even the feeling of being behind because none of those things matter. We start where we are and we build every year. And always remember that our life by design is going to look very different from anyone else. So there's no reason to analyze or compare it to anybody else. That's really not helpful in helping us live our best life. I hope that when you are doing this and you're really exploring some of these questions and analyzing it, that you're really just looking within yourself, connecting to what is it that you truly want instead of feel that you should want? What is it that you have already done? And how are you going to build upon that? Again, coming back to how do we want to design and create our dream life? Step two is to practice mindfulness. One of the biggest mindset shifts for me was really understanding and exploring how to infuse my everyday life moments with mindfulness instead of believing that I can only connect to mindfulness when I'm meditating. Meditation is part of building mindfulness in the moment, but mindfulness is so much more than that. The nine attitudinal elements of mindfulness as described by John Kabat-Zinn, the founder of mindfulness-based stress reduction, really gives us an inclusive way of designing and creating a daily mindfulness practice. And they include being non-judgmental, acceptance, patience, beginner's mind, trust, non-striving, letting go, gratitude, and generosity. So let's talk a little bit about what this can mean in our daily practice. When you are waking up in the morning and maybe you're making breakfast or maybe you are feeling a little rushed because you hit the snooze button a couple of times or you're working on a work project that you're trying to complete and it's not going exactly the way you want it to. What are some of the words that you hear in your mind when life gets busy and a little chaotic? What are the words that you use to speak to yourself? We are most critical on ourselves and this has even become accepted, right? We say, oh, we're just trying to be better. And by being self-critical, we can continue to learn and improve and be better, which is fine. We all want to do things better and learn and grow. So that makes sense. But is that growth coming at the expense of our heart? Is that growth coming at the expense of our joy? Is it possible that we can grow and learn and do this without making ourselves feel bad about ourselves or our abilities? Is it possible instead of saying, I can't do this, I suck at this, I always mess it up, instead of using those words that really isn't helping us finish it in any better fashion, could you shift your thinking to, I don't know how to do this yet, but this is how I learn. This is what growth looks like. There are going to be some bumps in the road and nothing has gone wrong. Is it possible to ask ourselves, what are all the things that I am doing right? Because I am making progress. Maybe even reflect on all the ways that you are growing and making progress. So it's absolutely normal to focus on all the ways that we are not doing well and how we can improve on those. But I would encourage that we start first by asking ourselves, what are the ways that I'm making good progress? And yes, of course, we can add. And what are things that I can improve on for next time? But really connecting to and focusing on all the things that we're doing
doing wrong creates a space where we miss the magic in the moment, where we miss how much we have grown and all the things that we have been able to achieve. How can we enjoy the process and the journey without beating ourselves up the whole way? So I want you to just explore how can you apply being non-judgmental in your everyday life? What are some ways that you are currently talking to yourself or to others that you might be able to pause and reflect on how to create a little shift in that space? And when you do, remember you're practicing mindfulness. Now let's talk about acceptance. Acceptance is looking at how things are in our current circumstances, what our environment is, the people around us, etc., and being able to accept that. I was reading recently, the definition of suffering is resisting pain. We all want our pain to go away and get better. When you resist or avoid or try to shove it down into a place where we don't have to talk about it or think about it, what we're doing is saying that our reality is not acceptable, that our pain is not acceptable, that a part of our human experience, our human heart is not acceptable. But what if instead we asked ourselves, I can tell you're hurting. How can I support you in this? Reminding ourselves that we are humans and 50% of the time, by definition, we are going to experience negative emotions and nothing has gone wrong. With acceptance comes the ability for the next element, which is letting go. Not getting attached to experiences or thoughts or feelings we just want to hold on to. When we are able to accept our pain, to honor it, to love it, to give ourselves compassion and kindness, and then we let it go with love, we are decreasing our suffering. What if we can just let our life be what it is and observe it from moment to moment, giving ourselves love and compassion when we need it, practicing non-judgment, and our next element, which is patience. Now, most of us, we want everything to happen all at once. We get very impatient with waiting for our results and wonder, why is this not working? What is it going to take to boost and rev up my results or make it happen faster? But what if we just let things happen the way it will unfold, the way it's meant to unfold? So many times I hear the words, I will be happy when, I will be happy when I get this promotion. I will be happy when I have my second baby. I'll be happy if I lost. 20 pounds. I'll be happy when I finally find the love of my life. We are putting off our happiness by thinking that when we arrive at whatever location we've determined that's where our happiness is, it's only when we arrive there that we can be happy. And so, of course, we just want it to happen already because who wants to wait for happiness? Well, what if we embraced patience as a way to be mindful and connect to the moment that we are in right now, to love the moment that we are in, to honor the moment that we're in, that happiness is right here and we don't have to wait for anything else to happen to be happy. There's no sense of rushing or feeling like I need to make it happen already because whenever it happens, it's fine. I am happy right now. The next element is to embrace a beginner's mind, to explore, to be curious, to see the extraordinary in the ordinary 
to connect to the joy, to experience our world with all of our senses. What if we were willing to see everything as if for the first time, as if we've never experienced a sunrise before, as if we had never felt snow on our face before, as if we were drinking coffee for the first time? Wouldn't that be amazing? What if we did experience and connect to that intense joy and really, again, bringing it back to the present moment? The next element is trust. Trust in ourselves. Trust that we are intuitively connected to both ourselves, to our environment, to our universe. Instead of wondering, how do I know if I'm making the right decision? What if I'm somehow going to mess this up? What if I don't know the answers and so I choose the wrong thing? All of the questions that come up in your life, I can promise you, you are the best person to make decisions. No one else has better knowledge or understanding of who you are. And when we trust our own sage inner wisdom, and we trust that what is unfolding is really the way our life is meant to be. We can design, we can plan, we can create, we can do all of the things. But ultimately, I trust that the way our life is unfolding is truly the way it is supposed to be. And it is always for our best. The next element is non-striving. And really, Really, I almost think of this as non-doing. We feel like we've got to do this and we've got to do that. And when we're not seeing results that we want, we just have to amp it up and do more and more. But what if the answer to our productivity is not to do more or be more? What if it is just to be in the present moment? What if we could do less, but be completely connected, trusting in ourselves, exploring with a beginner's mind, practicing patience and letting go, practicing acceptance and non-judgment in the moment. And we see that we are truly human beings and not human doings. And the last two elements are gratitude and generosity. Gratitude helps us connect to our joy. It helps decrease our stress levels and our anxiety. It helps improve our wellness and well-being. It helps improve our energy and sleep. There are many ways for us to explore how to express gratitude and generosity in our lives. So we can connect to gratitude in a multitude of ways. One of the common ways is to practice keeping a gratitude journal. Now, I've heard from some that journaling is just not a habit that they have. So then what do you do? And I want to really break a myth of what journaling means. Journaling is just the process of pausing, reflecting, and connecting what our thoughts mean to us. You can journal in a book. You can journal via any audio or visual recording device. You can journal through art. Over time, I find myself connecting to audiovisual options more and more. I've realized that I am a very audiovisual thinker and learner, and I've explored what it means to journal through audiovisual means. So the simplest is you just open your phone, go to your video, and you turn it on. You press record, and you can do it for a couple of minutes. You can do it longer. You can have a space that you save these so you can go back and reflect on them again. I find it really helpful just to talk through my thoughts and explore when I think this. What does that mean for me? 
And as I talk through, I realize that there are so many ways to connect them. And what it truly means in my life becomes more evident as I explore through my thought. There are some who likes to journal through the sense of touch. They might create a piece of art, a piece of sculpture, or even a piece of bread. I find baking very therapeutic. And I remember, especially when I used to bake bread, I don't really do so much of that now, but there was something about expressing myself with a piece of dough. And sometimes my bread ended up being a little bit tough because I really worked through my frustrations and my thoughts for that day. And sometimes my bread was so light and fluffy and I could feel the love in every bite because those were my reflections as I was making that loaf of bread. I want you to consider how can you journal in a way that makes sense in your brain? Are you an audiovisual thinker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to write? And this could be as simple as spending just a few minutes at the end of your day before you head to bed. You could color on a piece of paper and you can add to it every day. I encourage you to explore how you can connect to your conscious and subconscious mind with channeling. You can explore your thoughts and feelings in a space that feels safe and loving and kind. To have a space to reflect what it means in your life. And gratitude journaling is a great step to start with. For anyone who's not journaling right now, I'm going to give you a couple of journaling prompts for you to explore. And as you explore these thoughts, I promise you more will come up and you'll find yourself connecting to a part of you, a part of your heart, your soul, your mind that you may not have even been aware of until now. The questions that I use to reflect for myself are, what am I most grateful for today? What is one experience or memory from today that warmed my heart, that touched my soul, that reminded me of this amazing journey in life that I'm going through? What is one moment today that I connected with a loved one, that I reflected on so many of my blessings? Practicing daily gratitude helps us to connect, reconnect, and continue connecting with the things that fill our life with joy and love and reminds us of all of the ways that we're blessed. It helps us build a habit of paying attention, building awareness, of exploring what is it that is in our life that we might even be overlooking, that we might have even forgotten that we're truly grateful for being present in our lives. And from that space of love and gratitude and generosity, how do we give to others? How do we give from our heart connecting to another human? And this completes our cycle of practicing daily mindfulness. Step number three is to create healthy boundaries with love. Now, what I mean by this is there are many expectations that we place on ourselves. I should do this. My kids need this type of food. My significant other needs XYZ. My parents need this and my boss needs that. And so the list goes on and all of the things that people need show up on our list. And we feel like this is all on us. We need to fulfill all of these needs in the universe. And then we start the process of giving unconditionally, loving unconditionally. And it's beautiful until it comes to the space where you are not giving and loving unconditionally to yourself. As someone who has struggled myself with boundaries, what I realize is that I can give and love unconditionally when I start with myself. There are some things that I need to honor for myself first 
And then I am able to help others to do it. When you're flying on a plane and if there's a problem, you have to put on your own oxygen mask first before you put it on for anyone else. And there's a reason why this is such a key lesson because giving and loving unconditionally while you're full of resentment and frustration and annoyance is not a joyful and mindful life, right? I think the whole definition of giving unconditionally is that you're giving from a place of love and you will be able to do that with ease when you take care of your needs first. I've had some clients say, let's just sounds selfish or no, that's just not who I am. And I get it. We are constantly told as we're growing up that to do everything for others is the loving way to be. And that when we do things for ourselves or think about ourselves, it must be because we're selfish. And I just want to point out that's just a thought. It may be a thought that someone else had that they've shared with you. Maybe something that you heard when you were growing up or when you were exploring things on your own. And I would encourage you to just explore what it felt like the last time when you took care of yourself and loved yourself. And from that space of worthiness and love and connection, you did the things that you wanted to, that are helpful to others, that do fulfill the needs, right? As opposed to being in a space where you're not getting enough sleep, you're not eating properly, you're not getting in your water, you're not taking care of your health, and you're constantly running around doing things for other people. What was the energy flow there? What did it feel? like when you were trying to focus on something and you felt so depleted. This is step number four of designing and creating your dream life. It's building awareness on your energy flow and focus. There are times where our energy is so depleted, really can hardly get through one for the next step. And a lot of people, they can go on and on, maybe through their 20s and 30s. And it's really just When you hit your 40s, everything that you had, you've already given it and you are exhausted emotionally. You're depleted mentally. You can't focus. You are irritable. You're frustrated and you wonder, what's wrong with me? I don't understand this. I was fine until last year. Actually, you weren't fine. It's just you you got so good at doing all the things and not taking care of yourself. So one of the most important elements of designing your life is to understand that we also matter, that we are also important and we are also deserving of love, of time, of energy, of sleep, of water. We deserve that, right? That it's not selfish to do those things. You're actually loving others more when you take care of yourself. Step number five is owning our story. When we really want to create that intentional, authentic life, it's important to make sure that we are writing and telling our own story, not someone else's story, not something that you feel like you should do or that you've always been told you're good at, right? We need to be able to call BS on all the lies, all the stories that shows up in our life and recognize that, yes, we could write down a really pretty story that we've been told all our lives. And it's all the things that you felt you should do. What if that's not really your story? It's not really what you want. And it doesn't align with your core foundational values and vision that we discussed earlier. Is it possible that owning our story might look a little bit different? It might not look so pretty. There might be some jagged edges. What if it was imperfectly perfect and connects to exactly who 
we are. We don't have to know all the answers. We just have to take one step. Do one thing that speaks to you, that calls to your heart, that connects to you, and you explore with curiosity, excitement, passion. You tweak it some more, you add a few more elements to it, and you find that you're filling your soul up with magical sparkles, right? You feel that joy radiating, and even with all the things that come up, you recognize this is where you're meant to be. This is what my story is, and it's not going to look like anyone else's story, and it may be so different that it may not even make sense completely. What if you just ask yourself, how do I do the thing that I love in a safe, loving manner? How can I explore this and connect to my dreams audaciously with curiosity, with passion? Number six is to connect your vision, your story with words and visualizations. This is the part where you might use affirmations and a vision board. You might have reminders on your phone or your desktop or a printed version. And this is a step where you use habit design by using your affirmations and vision board as a cue to get started to create the habits that will make your vision, your goals inevitable. And number seven, your last step is taking your goals, which are in alignment with your values and vision, which you have nurtured beautifully by practicing mindfulness, by creating healthy boundaries with love, by exploring and understanding your strengths so you know how to channel and focus your energy, building awareness on where you are truly at your best, connecting to and owning your story and knowing that imperfectly perfect and messy action is what it's going to take take that next step and take massive action to connect your vision and your story to build daily reminders of your goals with affirmations and visualizations including a vision board and lastly to take these goals that you've nurtured and break it down into nano habits which are small habits that help to make your dreams your goals inevitable and create the transformation that you want to see in your life. So if you are ready to design and create your dream life, if you want to create something different than what you have been seeing, but you aren't sure how to get started, then join me in this journey together. There are so many ways to connect with me and for me to help you. You can join my Facebook page where I support women who are experiencing overwhelm and burnout to really connect to themselves, to design their dream life, to create clarity and live with intention and authenticity. If you want to explore how to create a reset and create your vision for 2022 from a place of deep connection, from a place where you are truly designing your dream life, then I invite you to check out my Create Your Vision for 2022 program, which is free just for the month of January. This program has been designed to help you transform your life from overwhelm to mindful productivity. Even though goal setting might not really be your thing, even if of setting up effective habits has been a challenge for you in the past. What you'll get is an email every day for seven days. And over that week, you'll be given short videos and an action plan on how you can design your dream life, connect to your life vision and core values, connect to your future self with a guided meditation, dream to create what you want to experience in 2022.
Create your 2022 vision board, set your smarter goals, and design the nano habits to make your goals inevitable, especially focused on quarter one. You will leave the program with clarity on what is most impactful and important to you for 2022. And not just what goals you want to achieve, but really what are the actions? What do you need to do on a daily routine basis? aka habits, to accomplish your goals? And how do you design and set up your habits to make your goals inevitable so you can live your best productive life and finally have more time and energy for yourself and your loved ones? So I invite you to explore that. And if you want to take it even deeper and really apply this to your life, if you're tired of the excuses of being in the same place every day, having the same problems, not understanding or not knowing how to create that change, then I invite you to set up a time and talk to me. You can connect with me on social media. You can find me on my website, www.serenitywellnessmd.com. And you can schedule a call with me. You can find my scheduling link on the show notes. So we can explore what this means to your unique set of needs. We can explore what are the places where you don't have clarity in your life, where you're looking to create changes, but you've been in the same place stuck and overwhelmed. The first session is free where we really just explore what is going on and what are the things that you need to do to create that change, how to overcome the overwhelm. So this is not what we continue to experience on a daily basis. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, then I invite you to explore this because the truth is nothing changes if nothing changes. I hope that you explore some of the questions and moments for reflection that I've shared today. I look forward to chatting with you more this year as we really connect and create what we want our vision to be. And what does it take to create that transformation? What does it look like when we are exploring our thoughts and our feelings? what our action line can look like. We'll discuss what it means to be stuck, overwhelmed, procrastinate, and all of the things, and how can we overcome it? I hope that this process is providing inspiration and support as you work to create your best year in 2022. Thank you so much for dreaming with me and for joining me today. I look forward to connecting with you. And if there are any other topics that you really want to hear more of and explore, then please send me an email, send me a message. I'm available on social media as well as on my website. All of the links are on my show notes as well. And I look forward to helping you in your life adventure this year. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.